This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermerva, and today we are on episode 69. In this episode, we are going to be looking at digital portfolios. Now, you're probably familiar with the concept of a portfolio, the idea of collecting samples of work to show what one has done over a period of time. When my children did 4-H, they competed in various different projects and you had to present a portfolio to show what you had done in that project. And these portfolios were not only good to see how they had progressed over the year, but when it got time to filling out college and scholarship applications, I was very happy to be able to pull out those portfolios and to look back and see what they had done um, over the years because you forget so quickly. Likewise, the umbrella school were part of required a portfolio every year, which was a terrible pain when you made it. But again, we were so grateful to have both those portfolios to look at when we started having to fill in information. Portfolios can be great just to see progression over a year. If you have younger children and you keep a portfolio of work and just every, say, couple weeks or month, put in a piece of the writing, a piece of the artwork and various things like that. And then at the end of the year, you show your child and you look and see how far they have come. It will give you a great sense of satisfaction. The thing about uh pen and paper portfolios or whatever you want to call them uh, as opposed to digital ones is that it's hard to transport them anywhere else it's hard to show people who live far away what's been done and that's where digital portfolios are fantastic and all the tools we have now the tech tools can really help us share what our children are doing and obviously as they're getting older a digital portfolio isn't just something that you can look back on you can share with family and friends that are far away but it's also something that you can share with that they can share with colleges, scholarships, um, and what people who, who want to award them scholarships, and even later then as they're looking for jobs. So let's talk about the different things you could perhaps think of using for a digital portfolio. And I'm going to just come up with four different ideas in this episode. If you have any others, please join us in our homeschool group. We have a group called the Homeschooling with Technology community and that is a great place for you to share anything you might be using and tell us how that works. I also want to say that each of these items that I'm going to mention, if you're on the road um, or you are exercising or whatever you're doing and you don't have a pen paper near you, you can find all these links at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Look, look at our show notes and you can find the links to what I'm going to be to- mentioning today. So the first tool is called Padlet. Padlet is like a giant pin board. I use it in a lot of my online classes because it's a way that students can pin their work and for each and then they can see each other. So for instance, if I've assigned them to create a poster, it's much more fun if once you've created your own poster, you get to see what everybody else did. 
and Padlet lets you do that. It also allows you to comment. So this is really fun if um, you had a Padlet for say each of your children or you could even have a Padlet for your family and you can also organize um, Padlet so that you have columns so each child could have a column if you think it would be easier to share it that way with friends and family that might not want to go through three or four or if you've got a bigger family more than that different individual Padlets you know if the children are younger that could work just as well but as I said the cool thing about it is you can set the Padlet up so that people can like upvote comment as well and you can set it so that only people with the link get it so it's not found by just random people so this really is is a good way to just keep it in the family or in the family and friends padlet is very obvious in the way to set it up it's free for a limited number of padlets um, i have far exceeded that with all my classes so i do have to pay but you if you're just using this as a family tool and to create a portfolio i cannot imagine you ever needing to pay there'll be um, enough free ones for you to do that but literally once you're in there you can set up how you want the format to look as i said you can you can um uh, there are a couple different formats including having them in columns and then you just simply click there's a big plus button and you click that and you can upload files you can upload um, uh, graphics uh, so you can um, so photographs you can type directly uh, you can do audio so it's a lot of different options and uh, then all you do is you have a link for that Padlet and you can share that with anybody to send people the link the second idea that I'm going to um, give you uh, is Google Slides. Again, Google Slides is, is very simple to use and you could just simply have a couple of different slides where you actually upload the work onto the slide and then you share the slide. So people can watch it almost as a slideshow. And so one slide could have a little video that you make where perhaps your child is standing there and presenting about something they've just learned about. Perhaps they've actually learned to create videos and they do that. Maybe they've learned to code and they've got a scratch program and then there's some artwork that you take a picture of and upload and then maybe they're singing something and you record that you, know, you can just have a whole lot of different things which can make it really really fun to try out then I'm going to talk about two tools that are specifically targeted at creating uh, digital portfolios the rest I'm talking about are not intended for that you can use them for many different things but they definitely would work well for a digital portfolio the first one is Seesaw, and this is perhaps the best known one in the space. Um, these are all free tools, by the way. There's nothing I'm mentioning today that is paid. There are Some of them have paid versions, but you do not need that. So the way Seesaw works is that you can set it, you set it up as a teacher and then you add your students and you'll see there is a sample student that you can go through and that shows you exactly the different options that a student will have. Now, you could even use something like this in a co-op setting where you are perhaps maybe you're an art teacher and you want to upload the children's work or whatever you're doing. And the nice thing about this is if you are using it with an actual class is that you can share the work with the family. So it's set up that you can also give the family a link so that they can see their child's work. There is a lot of privacy around Seesaw because it is intended to be used with younger students, although some do use this with high schoolers as well. So if you do have younger children and you just want to have something that's all ready and set up for you, this is a great way to go. 
again you can give um, you can you can make this uh, available to friends and family and students can upload whatever they have done again it can be photos they can do a drawing on seesaw itself they can upload a file or an image and you can also upload something like you could upload a a graphic and then ask them to annotate that graphic so it's it's also something where you can actually upload and then still make changes to it the one thing that they do have students can either just upload it themselves or you can also create assignments so again if in a co-op class you'd create assignment for all your students but even if it's just at home you can set it up so that your child has to say once a week or once every two weeks do something that will be added to seesaw and you they have assignments that you can you can look at to actually use some of their ideas or obviously you can just make your own you can say you know write an essay on this and or you could say go and take a cool photo and then upload it and uh, whatever you want to do and it keeps that body of work there in a digital format that you can share as i said you can use this for high schoolers but and because there are so much privacy factors involved there, it doesn't make it very easy for them if they do actually want to share it with, say, um, uh, say they're doing a scholarship and they actually have the chance to um, talk about things they've done and they want to be able to submit a link. I don't think it's ideal for that. Instead, I would suggest another tool which I found and I was playing around with on the weekend called PathBright. It's, it's Path, P-A-T-H-B-R-I-T-E. It's like a grown-up version of Seesaw. It has very similar features. You can upload all the same sorts of things, but there are also a few extra things you can upload, one of them being Khan Academy badges. So if your child is doing well on Khan Academy, you can actually add that on and you can see how far they've achieved. Now, obviously, you wouldn't want to add something like that in perhaps for um, you know, a high schooler who's using this in a serious form, but it could be fun to show friends and family. You can also upload YouTube videos directly onto it, and it has a, f a little bit more functionality than Seesaw. The thing about this is, though, that once you have created that, all you do is you share the link. And um, so it's not, whereas the privacy in, in, in Seesaw, it's a lot harder to share it with people um, and it's really ideal for sharing it within families. But PathBright, you just have a, a URL and you just would add that into a document you were sharing with a um, college counselor or um, whoever's looking at a scholarship application, if there's an appropriate place to put it. Um, the other thing about PathBright is you can actually see how many people have looked at it. So uh, obviously you don't know exactly who it is, but that's just also another interesting feature. Now, I think I gave you four already and I realized now actually five things. The fifth thing I want to say is actually just create a website. Um, I have already done a podcast episode on free website creation tools. So I'm not going to go into all those again. And I'm just going to link to it in the show notes. So you could go and find that there. But basically, you can just use one of them. I, I would if I was doing it, I think I would pick strikingly because uh, it creates very nice, modern looking, clean, uh, scroll down websites. But obviously, if your kids are familiar with some of the others or they prefer them, they can do that too. If they are really talented and they know how to build a website from scratch, then they could do that too. And in fact, my son did that when he was at college. He didn't do it um, at, when he was still in high school. But 
in college he was studying uh, computer science and he made a website and I will link to his because um, I discovered it was slap and he put there different projects that he did so for him it was very specific he didn't just put all the things he was doing he kept his portfolio related to his computer programming and so he showed through video because he had occasionally made videos demonstrating products he showed just by putting links that took you straight to the websites by descriptions and there were just I think five or six maybe seven projects that you scroll down and you could look at the different ones um, it's very clean and attractive looking and I know he used that when he was looking for jobs even in the summer and for summer jobs it was something that you could send to show people what he had done. Um, obviously, if your child is a photographer, they may, wait, may want a portfolio just of their photography. Um, same with artwork. Or they could have a mix. Um, you know, there's different things. You could have specific portfolios. And some of these portfolio sites, like I think Pathbright, does allow you to have more than one portfolio. So you could you could have very specialized ones and then one, you know, a more generic one which shows the body of work that's done. Uh, this really is a good way to give um, somebody who's trying to learn more about your child, uh, as I say, colleges, scholarships or whatever, they get an extra window in. They can actually look and see what has this person done. And in fact, I remember hearing somebody, and I don't know who it is now or how I, I would uh, tell you, but I remember someone saying that it helps if you go into a um, job interview to have, say, a business card with a link to your digital portfolio on it. And when you leave, you can say, and if you want to see what I've done, here it is, you could take another look, uh, you know, later if you want to see anything extra. That immediately would mean that if there are two candidates who are equally good and they're trying to decide between them, well, obviously they've got some more information to go on for for your child if they've actually given that, just given even just a simple card with the, the link to their portfolio. They can then go on, have a look and say, oh, yes, I can see they've actually done real work. This is what they've done. And they know what they're getting when they hire, when they hire your child. So there's just various different reasons why it's a great idea to start digital portfolios. As I said, more serious reasons perhaps as they're getting older, but for younger ones, it is nice for you all to be able to look and see how they're coming on and how they're progressing without the clutter of having to have boxes like I did. I used to have boxes full of material, which eventually I just threw away. I didn't really look at. Whereas if you're being um, a little bit more careful and just uploading fewer items, but they're all digital, it's going to be so much easier to keep those and be able to look back in two, three, five, ten, who knows how long. Um, if your child is not very techy and they're getting to be middle school and high school and you realize that they would really struggle to create anything techy that they could even upload or to start creating some of these websites do consider funder funder academy our um, show sponsor look at their computer applications class this will be in the show notes again but they do go through how to create digital posters um, these free website builders all the tools they use are free they do look at portfolios they even look at creating a linkedin profile and many many things it's a full year class and anytime from seventh grade onwards would be appropriate for your child to do it so take a look at that well i hope you found this useful and i look forward to seeing you again same time next week Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermeerman. 
Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.